Michel. Just a couple of critics. Opinions. From people who aren't even in the business. Movies. Music. TV. And more? Would you flush it down the toilet? Or buy it from a store? Couple of credits. 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 Welcome. It's episode it, three, it my is dear. Episode three of the Couple of Critics Podcast Halloween Special Special. And surprise! So it <laughs> turns out news. <laughs> it turns out we're dumb as hell. We're dumb as hell. So <clears throat> Yeah, so um we don't know how to count. We don't know how to count is what it comes down to. I didn't think about it at all. So here's the deal, guys. I was like, Saturday to Saturday. And technically, they didn't know. We could just pretend. No, but... Although in the past, we might have said something. I think I may have said seven episodes, but I, I, I guess what I meant to say was seven extra episodes, because like, ugh, even though I wanted it to be Saturday to Saturday and like... <laughs> For some reason, I still wrote it on the calendar starting on Sunday. So we we're missing an episode. We have to add an episode. And uh, surprise, we found the perfect episode <laughs> to follow up this previous Stevel episode with <laughs> Stevel 2. <laughs> yeah. This time, he's not alone. We're back, baby. <laughs> this is the episode that we thought that the first one might be. Uh, it definitely, it, it, the first episode, the one that we did yesterday, it sucked. I'm sorry. You started the podcast with yesterday's episode as, uh. An apology? No, or like, wait, wait, you said, this episode sucked. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And then I said, news flash, it sucked. <laughs> so we both were like, what the fuck? So I do, yeah, I did make the note about this episode because it obviously has to be compared to it. Now this is the last season of Family Matters. Straight up. It the last one that we did that Stevel it came out it was at season 8 episode 7. This is season 9 episode 7. So it lined up perfectly, but this actually came out on Halloween day. And Okay, that's cool. I like that. I do too. Um, I'm surprised that they thought to revisit the Stevel thing because it was, in my opinion, uh, not a good episode. Horrible episode. Um, Must have been a huge hit, though. But I wonder if it was just like last season dryness of coming up with something and they're like, we can just do this. But whoever thought to revisit it and whoever wrote this did such a better job than the first one. I mean, this is so much. It's creepier. It's funnier. It's more animated. It's got a person we love, Carl, involved way more in this one. Yeah, because he the was. The combo of Car Carl and Urkel is what is magic. I think That's so. That's what we want on screen. So for the first episode, 
to be only Urkel. Yeah, we love Urkel. And you get tinges of the family throughout. Yeah, but, but not enough. It, this it's was just perfect. not the same. This is this was done so much better. I'm going to say that old Reginald Vell Johnson came in and saved this episode. Hell yeah, Reginald Vell Johnson is the shit. I love Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, he's great. Well, you are a big diehard fan, so it makes sense. Was that sarcasm? No, because he was the cop in Die Hard. Yeah, I know, but did you, do you think I'm a big Die Hard fan? No, that was a joke. Okay. Sorry, Tom. I know you gave me that uh, Die Hard ornament. But yeah, I've seen Die Hard maybe three times. Maybe. I've seen it. I like it. Yeah, I never thought anything bad about it because it was another movie that my dad enjoyed. My dad just loved those 90s yeah. action movies. But what I remember from it is Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> and I never remembered him from I it. I always I remember more than anyone, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman always stuck with me. Yes. <sighs> Alan so. Rickman. I can't, you can't say Alan Rickman without me doing that. Oh, Alan Rickman. Oh, hello. I have no genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best Alan Rickman I could do. Yeah, it's not I very good, it. but it's the it. best I could do. I liked it. Pat myself on the back. So <clears throat> they do start this episode of Stevel 2, This Time He's Not Alone. Uh, again, it did air on Halloween Day, 1997. So at this point, I was a whole 11. You were a whole 12. Great. And yeah, that's a, you know our prime ages. <laughs> 11 and 12. I, I was not watching really this. Really kicking rocks. I wasn't either. No. Especially not the last season. No. I remember when I was young and I was so happy on a Friday night that Family Matters was on. And I like ran to the back <laughs> bedroom <laughs> to my dad. And I was like, Urkel's on! Urkel's on! And I was so excited. <laughs> Because <laughs> I like wanted him to come. The poor rest of the cast that, that the show is referred to by children as Urkel is on. Uh-huh. Urkel is on. And then, of course, when I got back to the living room, so excited, I was scolded by my mother because it's called Family Matters and not Urkel. <laughs> okay. I don't often side with your mother, but she's right on this one. She was right, but fuck off. I was an excited... <laughs> she she stole one of the many times in my childhood that that bitch stole my joy. Okay, she should have done it like this. Yeah, Family Matters is on. Oh, and you, you like mean Family you. Matters? <laughs> not not even that. Not just like, it's not Urkel, it's Family Matters, you fucking idiot. Listen <laughs> here, you dumb fucking kid. It's called Family Matters. Oh, come here and sit next to me, Tim. <laughs> Yo, Beth, come here. I love you. Michelle, <laughs> go to bed. Okay, sorry. With therapy session for a second. This got serious, and I apologize, but it is, it's a Halloween episode. It's a Halloween it's week. Scary. It's Something. scary. Yeah. And to me, I know, to me, that is scary. <laughs> I still have an unhealthy fear of that devilish woman. Imagine that coming at you in a dark alley. Imagine this, uh, all these things I'm saying coming back to haunt me. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I'm sure they always do. That's the one thing that always kills me are the things that come out of me, which is a fair reason to stop liking me. Anyway, <sighs> so they use the exact same intro as they did the year prior, is what it seems, at least. Oh, it was the exact same intro. Where's the only thing I'm unsure of is at the very end when he asked, can we turn off the lights? I couldn't remember if that was the ending joke from the first one, but I'm going to assume it was. I'm assuming that it was a joke, maybe not the ending joke, because it felt shorter than the okay. first one. And it seemed almost like it was kind of cut off. 
and like shortened. I don't know if that's true, but I'm going to assume that it was because someone was like, we got to improve this and actually like stop it after the joke that worked. Oh, yeah. You're making cuts, baby. And punching up, punching up things. We get to this whole episode is punched up from the get up and go in this episode. It is Halloween. It is 3 a.m. into three hours into Halloween. Yeah. And Steve is just frantically trying to stay awake because he is so afraid that he's going to have the same nightmare that he did the year before where his ventriloquist dummy Steve tried to kill him. And this is for me. This is completely Nightmare on Elm Street. It, I Based. saw that reference when I was reading a little oh, bit really? after it afterwards. I mean, he's dying. He's trying to stay awake as much as possible. That's in several of the Nightmare on Elm Streets with the kids desperately trying to stay awake with anything they can do. Like mm-hmm. later when he says, you know, I drank however many things of caffeine and mm-hmm. ate so much sugar, blah, blah, blah. That's all from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I it mean, makes sense. There's scenes where kids are literally shoving spoonfuls of coffee into their mouth. Yuck. So... I appreciated it, and I was thinking, like, this is still when Freddy's, like, in the air, and everybody still <laughs> loves Freddy a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I loved that angle. And it was kind of that angle in the first episode, but this one with him fighting sleep, it was right in front of my face. It was perfect. Yeah, and he was, because he was, he's aware of it now. It's a thing. He's expecting it to happen again. Which, by the way, that's going to make him have it, right? Because he can't stop obsessing over it. Because he's so anxious about it. Uh (laughs) I mean, that's how it works. And he should know better because he's a 20-year-old man. Still acting like a child and dressing in some really ugly-ass fucking mom jeans. I don't know what is happening. (laughs) Ugly? Those jeans were built for hips that Urkel did not have. (laughs) Oh man, he looked like such an older man in this episode, older than he did the last one. He, he had like a five o'clock shadow going on the whole time. His, I think that when your jaw structure oh, turns nice into jaw. a clear man, oh yeah, it just his doesn't shoulders, work. His and, shoulders are super broad now. Yeah, and it, I mean he's supposed to be a man. Yeah, I mean Jaleel White was a good, he's a good-looking guy, but it just did not. It just, I'm glad they stopped. It was too much. It was taken too far. I, they, I'm sure for four years they were thinking like, how the fuck are we still doing this? Yeah. And had recycled many storylines by then, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure we could go on and on talking about, you know. The love of Steve Urkel. And Family Matters itself. I mean, we used to, <laughs> when we uh, talked about this right before when like Kent would hang out with us years and years ago we were like early on in, into our relationship and we would hang out we would have dvr'd episodes of family matters and wings and stuff and we would play that shit for people and make people watch like shitty 90 shows with that i love but Dude, you want to go hang out at Sam and michelle's no they're gonna make me watch family matters <laughs> and think it's funny <laughs> it was funny sometimes <laughs> well, that scene when urkel flies through the window and lands on the kitchen table that was another millpole moment oh for that's you. a that kills me every time don't get me started on millpole <laughs> maybe we should do that episode sometime <laughs> so okay so steve <laughs> to try and keep from falling asleep i had something like that for a while and i forget what it was um so to keep from falling asleep, he starts, because he's living with the Winslow still, 
he starts dribbling a basketball loudly in the living room, which, I mean, duh, that's going to be a problem. (laughs) So Laura comes downstairs. She's like, Dad basically told you to shut the fuck up. Oh, they're uh, pissed. Wouldn't you be pissed if somebody's bouncing a basketball downstairs at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning? And she takes the basketball, and she goes upstairs, and she tells Steve to just chill the fuck out. And get some sleep. Like, it's fine. He's like, I'm going to watch TV. Yeah, but I need to talk about this basketball for a lot longer. Why? Because. I don't want to just explain the episode. I want to talk about Jaleel White's basketball skills that should not belong to Urkel. He was bouncing the ball like, well. And Urkel's a fucking nerd. He should not be just bouncing a ball around like he's a goddamn professional basketball player. Maybe sometimes his coordination is fine when he doesn't have to use his feet. Just thought of this. Is Stefan part of him still? If Stefan's in there, then that's I the Stefan side. I think Stefan is a part of him. So there you go. Maybe that was Stefan dribbling the ball from behind the eyes of Urkel. I saw something, uh, I guess, because you know he had like uh, Myrtle Urkel, his cousin who was yeah. a female. Like he had different family. I, I guess I, I saw, I don't know if it was Myrtle's brother. But it just popped up earlier, so I want to discuss this. What? Uh, Myrtle's brother. I don't know if it was Myrtle Urkel's... Myrtle, it's hard to say. Myrtle Urkel's (laughs) brother. But I saw show up in Google that there was another cousin of Steve Urkel. It was a man, and his name was Original Gangsta Dog. D-A-W-G. And he was like a gangsta guy and had like what looked like kind of rastafarian type hair uh but i didn't like watch any clips or anything and it was julia white right uh yeah it was another one of him just branching out because why give other actors abilities (laughs) to show what they can do when you can just create all kinds of new characters played by the main character i think when you do something like that if you are technically playing a different character that's not you are not playing Mo Steve Urkel. You have to get paid more because you were playing an extra character. <clears throat> I would think so. So he's like, yeah, give me all the characters. So after, as you believe that his uh, his basketball, sk- basketball skills, skills, I mean, basketball, he was just dribbling. That's all oh, he was doing. He's a nerd. Okay. Nerds can't do physical things. Nope. They don't, they don't also hike. They don't do anything. Nerd. Okay, well, we'll see when Zach gets back if he ever goes to Red River Gorge or Did does just anything call him like nerd? that. Look at him. <laughs> he is a nerd hippie. That's not a bad thing. Look at him. Okay. So, Steve uh, thinks that he he's he's going to do everything that he can to stay awake. So, he turns on the TV and instantane- instantaneously falls asleep, which only makes sense. It's three o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> And, you know, you notoriously turn TV on to stay awake. Who the fuck turns on TV to stay awake? You turn something on at three in the fucking morning. I'm out. It's over. Yeah. Um, you should go outside and dribble the basketball like three streets down. Yeah, but he'll bother whomever is sleeping because the world is sleeping. He's Steve Urkel. He made himself split into two people. He should just go make a sleeping pill that will keep him up. Okay. Or does he not fuck with drugs? That's what it is. He doesn't do drugs. Stevie doesn't do G's. Uh-huh. I call drugs G's. <laughs> so he's out like a light. And because he's dreaming, of course, he is sitting on the couch 
with a giant thing, box of crackers, and a tub <laughs> of cheese, tub which is cheese. which is literally a big tub filled with cheese. And like I, giant tub. I want a tub of cheese. <laughs> it's like torso sized tub of cheese. <laughs> it's definitely my torso size of cheese these days. <laughs> I I love this because it's it's enforcing the uh, nightmare dream element. Just like the exaggerated, making, yeah, things. exaggerated proportions and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. That's true. And I bet that helps them get away with some of the more actual, genuine horror that they put into this. Eventually, like they do lighting in certain stuff and say certain stuff in this that you're like, "Whoa, this is a family show!" Like, I know it wasn't menacing, but this wasn't in the last episode. This is way better. But we can talk about that when we get to that. But so with Steve. Being so afraid of his his ventriloquist dummy, he I think he told Laura that he had actually ground up Steve, Steve because he was, you know, made out of wood, pulverized him and put the sawdust down the toilet. He mentioned something about put him in a blender. Well, that'd be the pulverizing. I guess. But do you think he put it in a real blender and just fucked up Carl's blender? Uh, it would be Harriet's blender and guaranteed. <laughs> it probably wasn't an episode because they, there's no way that they could put all of Steve's 365, 24-7 antics <laughs> into a TV show of about 25 episodes. Nobody could keep up with such shenanigans. That, that's only saying that Steve only does something noteworthy every other week. We know that is not true. Steve Urkel was on it all the time, making mistakes, asking if he did that, trying to win Laura's heart. I was unaware if that happened because of me. <laughs> oh my I god. I just realized people have to listen that listen to this podcast regularly are listening to two episodes in a row of us talk about Steve fucking Urkel. Yeah, family matters. You guys are here for the Halloween specials, and this is the special number three. Uh, get ready for the Dr. Sleep episode, everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that one that one was fun. Maybe not as fun for you, but I know Kent and I it had was a... fun for me. We had a great time recording it. <laughs> we are a little tamsy. All right. Um, so, steve of course, quickly shows up. He kicks the door down, right? Or does that happen later? the toilet, remember? Oh, okay. That's right. Because happened... the toilet because he flushed him down the toilet. He flushed him down the toilet. Apparently, he's been bobbing for rats in the sewer for the last year. He's been getting pooped and peed on. He's been putting it in his mouth <laughs> to try and get those rats. Those are dead rats, oh, right? So, he makes a poop pee trap in his mouth to then catch the rat in his mouth and then eat the rat? No, he just... <laughs> In the water until like he a catches cracker going at people. Uh-huh. <laughs> or Pac-Man. Um so it is different. It is more brutal than last time in the sense that before Steve wanted to take Steve on the road and they could have their ventriloquist act where Steve was the dummy and the dummy was Steve. Um but now Steve will just straight up on Steve's soul. This is way cooler. Because it's way more evil. He's like I want your soul. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's it's wild. It's, it's borderline death metal sometimes because they uh, Steve Steve has a uh, voice, so uh-huh. he's like, "I want your soul." <laughs> That's what I heard in my head. Soul. <laughs> and then Steve is. Fr- 
he's freaking out because Stevel's like right next to him on the couch and he is trying to take that fucking soul. Take his soul. So Steve's like ah, ah, Fantastic then, scream. Steve Urkel has a great scream. Jaleel White does a great ah, scream. Ah. <laughs> All right. That sounded like your chicken noise from when Zach was here. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm a chicken on the inside. And a cow on the outside. <laughs> you yellow-bellied. Uh, okay. So he wakes up. It's a dream. We don't really get much in the day, but it is Halloween day. And already Steve is handing out candy. And oh, I don't remember. It was like praline prunes, uh, uh, caramel covered. Squid. squid like it was some gross stuff three bean taffy three bean taffy yeah yeah so and it just disgusting i mean come on so, uh, St- so steve we assume finds these treats to be quite delicious yeah i think he has weird tastes i think it's always kind of been like that but it's not like he's not also eating brownies and candy and the things that other people eat Especially if he's living with them. So that means he's just like making that shit somewhere in the basement, I assume. Uh, which, yeah, you want my parents' kitchen ruining more kitchen utensils? Do you want my candy that I made in the basement? <laughs> no, I don't, Steve. Steven. Wait, Steven Urkel. Does, does he have a middle name? Steven. Yes. Glenn Urkel. It is, isn't it Q? Isn't it like Stephen Quincy Urkel? I think it might be Quincy. I think it might be something like that. Like he has a cool ass. If, if it's not, it is now. It's Quincy. No, I, I can know. look it up. Go ahead. Okay. Talk, well, you talk, talk, you talk. should do that. All right. um, so we see Eddie come down the stairs who I, I think he does a really good impression of Don King. Oh, man, Eddie killed the Don King impression. It was genuinely funny. Yeah, it was a good impression. Uh, Darius McCrary did a good job. Oh, is that the guy's name? Mm Mm-hmm. Say it again. Darius, it's McCrary, I think. McCrary. Was he in a Saw movie, or was that another kid? He was. That was him? Mm -hmm. Okay, because I remember watching the Saw movie in the theater. It might have been with you. There were so many people. being like, hey, that's fucking blah, blah, blah. So it was him? Yeah, I have found... Now, from like watching things, watching lists, and seeing them show like like that Saul list that I watched not yeah. that long ago, seeing all these people that I didn't realize were in it, or like how Dexter's wife, who was killed, was in it, and she had dark hair, and like oh. all different kinds of people were in that movie. Turns in out those actors get jobs. It's weird. It seems a lot of people get their start in scarier stuff. Lower budget, scary stuff. Gives him a break. Breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> it is Stephen Quincy Urkel. Confirmed. Oh, man. Good memory, me. <laughs> yeah, good job. Good I don't job. remember so many important things, Michelle, but I remember Steve Urkel's middle name. <sighs> Goodness. So it is now... They kind of, I mean, it's it's a short show, so they really do just skip over all the nonsense. Harriet is not actually in this episode. Barely anybody is. Richie is not. Uh, 3J, they were in the beginning <clears throat> intro thing, but they're not actually in this episode. Yeah, they, are. they are. Oh, yeah, they're men in black. Yeah, That's they're right. men in black, and they leave with Laura in that elaborate alien head costume <laughs> yeah. that that alien mask 
cost at least four hundred dollars. Easy. That thing was huge. It was like, are you being serious? That fucking thing was huge. Uh, okay, maybe not four hundred dollars, but it was an expensive, like movie level latex alien. I would guess like one fifty. No, masks can be expensive. Yeah, but in the nineties and nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, like six thousand dollars in ninety seven. I don't know. I think like ten thousand dollars. You had to get a loan out to get an alien mask uh, in nineteen ninety seven. This is way too far. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it looked expensive, and was a victim of the same thing, where it was like they have way too elaborate costumes, and uh, their houses are crazy decorated. Extremely like <laughs> overly decorated. They went out. I assume it was Harriet who decorated with the help of Laura. Laura? But I mean just every every surface, every area, all over the walls, the doors, everywhere. Everywhere, garland, just spider webs everywhere. Um Steve, Steve has a plan after passing out candy. That he is not going to fall asleep. Fuck no. This is where it says <clears throat> that he he did so many or had so many, as he said incorrectly, which is shocking that Steve doesn't know how to pronounce this. Uh-oh. He said espresso instead of espresso. Come on, Steve. You're a nerd. He should know better. But maybe, maybe he was not so much a nerd. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I got it again. That was Stefan saying... Expresso, and then he left, and then Steve finished the rest of the sentence. Sure. So, it's nutty profess style. So, nutty prof. God damn it. <laughs> so, Carl comes home from his shift from being a cop because that is what Reginald Vell Johnson does best. He cops it around, he cops out, he cops in, <laughs> cops he co ops. <laughs> Do you think he. Carl Winslow is a great cop, right? I assume so because he looks like he seems like he would be just. He, he would, would be, be just, fair. Be nice. He'd give you a, a a lesson. He would make sure that you wouldn't just get in trouble without getting words of advice or some sort of direction from him. And he looks like a sergeant or something at this point because he's in the white uniform. Mm-hmm. So I think old Carl Winslow by this point has is climbed the, the ladder. Well, remember there was always that guy. That he would work with. Well, I don't remember this. Yeah, there was like a tall white guy who huh. he who was like his partner I don't remember or something that. like that. Um, but uh, he goes upstairs. Carl does. He's like, I'm going to take a nap before dinner. And because he ate too much candy, he's got a belly ache. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and he he takes some Pepto Bismol sort of stuff, and he lays down to take a nap, and he thinks. The fact that Steve is freaking out about steve is just the funniest fucking thing. But because, of course, that's the last thing, thing that he's thinking of yeah, before he, he takes a nap. Literally lays in bed and says out loud, ha, evil ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> 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 and so, of course, what happens next is that when you dream, you get attacked. Right? I don't know what you just said. When you dream, you get attacked. Okay. <laughs> Since we're following this whole notion of... Uh, yes, but first... Nightmare on... The biggest notion Winslow is... Street. When you dream, you get a giant tub of whatever it is that you enjoy. Oh, yeah. So this time, 
when Carl wakes up in a great mood. Oh, he's doing great. He, Carl's loving life. He just went to bed after having a bellyache from eating too much candy. But all of a sudden, he is walking down the street with a bucket of brittle. He's not walking down the stairs. Oh, uh, that's what I meant to say. The <laughs> he's stairs. walking down the street. He's talking, walking down the street with a bucket of brittle. I tell you what, motherfuckers. What, what is that brittle? That brittle will be mine. You like I brittle? I want a bucket of brittle. It's like a caramelized candy that has peanuts in it. I know what you're talking about. I thought that's what it was, but I wanted to it's confirm. crunchy, and it, I, I've always loved it. I always saw it as old people treats. That's. I think so. I don't think it's as common these days. I think it's delicious because it's, I mean, it's peanut-based. So you're jealous of and caramels. Carl Winslow's big old bucket of brittle? I said here, bucket of brittle will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> big old bucket of brittle will be mine. 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 I? So... <laughs> Carl comes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Carl comes downstairs. There is a box in the middle of the living room for some reason. It's addressed to him because I guess the mail runs late at night in Very this late. in this uh, neighborhood. And he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna open this because this says Carl Winslow on it. I think it said to Carl Winslow. So clearly, it wasn't something that he ordered. Uh, but he opens it and he pulls out his own Carl." ventriloquist dummy and of course i mean if you see a ventriloquist dummy you pull it out you put it on your lap and you start playing with it right that's what you do that's what i would do wouldn't you what would you do if you open a box and there was a ventriloquist dummy exactly that looked like you i'd pull it out i'd plop it on my lap and i'd be like i'm a fat piece of shit (laughs) 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 that's that's i think it'd be really accurate it'd be good um and steve (laughs) your (laughs) self-esteem is like but I say it with confidence. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I'm confidently. Your confidence. Your, self, your self-hatred confidence is so high. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Um, so Steve comes downstairs. He freaks the fuck out that, that all of a sudden there is a ventriloquist dummy of Carl. And he... He's just like, what is going on? And then this is the time when out of nowhere, the front door blows down. It's green. And there is Looks evil. Looks great. <laughs> I mean, the whole door just knocks over in a fucking evil triumphant like force. And it, it's got the smoke billowing out. The green is perfectly lit. Mm-hmm. It looks good. And once again, it looks like Freddy Krueger colors. Uh, inspired colors. Uh-huh. That's immediately what I thought of. The what, evil was night. The, what was the joke there? Because Carl says, there's no... Or this dummy's not alive. Right? And then he knocks the, the fucking door open and then Steele says, but this... Or, not yet. I don't remember exactly what he said. But then he is a terrible now, joke. I remember it. He is that now powerful enough somehow to send lightning bolts that I guess he has stored within him from the first dream that was had the year before and uh, zaps Carl alive. You're saying it's stored electric from the electric bolt that came through in the first episode. I don't know. I don't know where else he would have absorbed this power. I thought that he had been uh, sucking rat souls in the sewer, building his evil strength within... From within, evil. and now he has extra rat evil to release into 
Carl's, uh, I don't, ooh, I don't want to say the name, into the Carl Puppet. The Carl Dummy. The Carl Dummy. And Dead Rat. I do want to mention dummy. that Josh Ryan Evans does reprise his role as the child Midgey for Stevel. Great. And then we get someone named Ed Gale, who is doing the non-puppeted puppet version, the animated puppets, which they, again, try to not use as much. Yeah. But they use much more in this. We need to say this, this, this pu- puppet's name because we're both dancing around it. Yeah, we are. Because he names himself. He's like, I'm going to call myself Carl's Bad. <laughs> he sounds like a Texan. <laughs> You're <laughs> yes, Carlsbad, which is a horrible name. I understand it's a like it's a place. A place I've been to Carlsbad. No, it's a horrible name. I agree. But for the name of a dummy, when you think, if you thought Stevel was bad, then Carlsbad comes along. You're not happy about no, that. but that is smart uh, to be like. Oh, well, I think know, it's funny. Carlsbad exists, but Carlsbad. If, if they wrote it in L.A., it makes sense, or yeah. in California because yeah. there's a famous Carlsbad, California. Uh, I was gonna. Ask, you, you mentioned the new actor that was playing the non-dummy version of Carlsbad. Carlsbad. I think the non-dummy version of Carlsbad looks way better than the non-dummy version. Of Stevel. Okay. Because Carlsbad's head was already fatter. So when they make the mask, it's still appropriately sized to the dummy that you were already seeing. Whereas with Stevel, when it's the dummy, his face is real thin. And then when they got to go to the kid that's playing the non-puppeted version, mm-hmm. it's this big, fat, fucking Stevel head. Oh, it had... doesn't look good, but it looks great with St- uh, Carlsbad, I think, because you get to be fat still. He had that big midgy head. I think <laughs> I think that a lot of the way that they're shaped, because they're, you know, their organs and things have to be stuffed into smaller spots, a lot of times midgy bellies kind of stick out a little more. Like It's like their natural... Well, we got a little paunch. Yeah. Okay. And I think that you, that seems more natural. Like that alone uh, made with Carl, with Carl made yeah. me realize this is an adult where the other one was clearly not a full grown adult. Like you know, the other one was a teenager yeah. and it made sense. Makes sense. Yep. I agree. <sighs> Carlsberg. And then f- <laughs> with a great death metal voice to Carlsberg. Carl's voice is even better than Stevel's voice. I agree. And for no reason, they they both are just like they're on a mission now to steal their souls. It's just what they, they want to do. Souls, and they want to go to Vegas. Remember, it, well, and that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it was like Carl's bad. What are you gonna do? And he's like, I'm gonna go to Vegas because that's not dumb as hell. Yeah, that was a that was a low point. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, for absolutely no goddamn reason, Carl jumps up on the couch turns on a boom box and there is some incredible i mean this is full midgy form dancing moonwalking doing all kinds of stuff for no reason just having like a little dance party between the two of them and steve starts like getting into it and dancing a little bit and carl of course hits him you know because comedy <laughs> sick comedy yeah nothing was said to necessitate this dance sequence no and- just like the first episode he danced for Steve out of nowhere too, but it was much shorter in the first episode. But no reason at all. And then in this time, I don't. I feel like that it can't be what got them 
to just Carlsbad stomping on Carl's foot later. Which is what, like, they kind of, like, danced towards them and, like, stomped on a foot. Oh. Or maybe oh, yeah. it was Steve's foot. I don't remember. They both, they stomped on both? each other's foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, all of that dancing to just step on someone's foot. I guess. It, it just doesn't seem just. That whole time they could have just, you know, stolen their souls. But they're <laughs> just like, hand over your souls. How do you How do you just hand over your soul? I understand if you, like, sign a deal with a devil because he has the power yeah, to take it. You yeah. don't have the power to just give your soul away. You got to get a notary involved. It's a whole fucking mess. It's very weird. Uh. Do you think that they're dancing and stuff? Because they got to terrify Steve and Carl so that the soul is easier to take. I don't know because uh, Steve is into it and Carl is like, this is ridiculous. That's true. Until Don't they start running around? There's like a jumble where I just kind of like, well, just a mess of them running around. It being goes like to commercial break, I think. And then when they come back is what I think is happening. They are upstairs in Steve and Eddie's room, which has been rearranged. And because you can't have the bed by the door where it was before, where Eddie's bed was like next to the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you can't get the shot of the the little people trying to get in. Yeah. If the bed's there. So then they have, they just have a, uh, a dresser next to it so they can get that shot, baby. I understand how so, yeah, it works. So they ran up, that's right. They ran upstairs. So they ran upstairs and then the, Midgies are, are strong. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, Carl's bad and Stevel. <clears throat> Carl's bad and Stevel are strong, and they have a hard time closing the door. I do want to play this one clip from the episode. Here we go. Oh boy, Steve, those puppets are strong! Yeah, but I think we discouraged them. And we did just do Dr. Sleep with Kent, so there are a lot... It's getting. It's going to come out, but we recorded it, so this is nice. <laughs> Busting through. Here's Carlsbad! <laughs> 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 the studio audience loved that. They thought it was hilarious. I, I do love getting a Shining reference in the middle of this. No, I do too. Family Matters episode, and we great. just recorded last night we, the Doctor Sleep episode. Well, we talked for four fucking hours last night about this goddamn movie and The Shining, and then today <laughs> we're recording it. We're recording we this, and then we get a Shining reference, so it's it's perfect. And it's funny. I'm glad they used Carl because they could have gone here's Stevel. Uh-huh. But here's Carl's bad is way funnier. It fits worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why it's funny. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and he, but he's also like the father character, so it all it does actually make oh sense for God, it to be him. Oh my God, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah. That was a Kent level. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, what, 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 what am I trying to say? A Kent level notification? No, no. A uh, Kent level. Ooh, this is when I push the microphone away. So they do go. They they are chased back downstairs. Um, they're running through the house, of course. And Steve is now found 
because he gets taken. It was like a flash of light. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or like the light goes out. Oh, sorry. I just hit the mic. The light goes out. There's lightning, whatever. And Steve is gone is what it is because they run into their bedroom or something like that. I can't remember, but they're upstairs. And then Steve is gone. Carl goes downstairs and then he finds Steve sitting at the kitchen table and he looks zombified. I was going to say zombified. <laughs> My Stevie looks zombified. <laughs> and then uh, the <sighs> Steve will. So he's Carl. been soulless. He's soulless now, right? Well, we don't. We, we assume that much but then when actual steve and carlsbad walk in and steve is now speaking like steve and saying that he has his you know essence i guess his soul officially oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and he yeah he lost the fucking gruff steve voice and he's talking like regular old irk man <laughs> and uh what's interesting is that steve reanimates as steve and I tell you what, I like the life-size Stevel. They did switch places, which is what he wanted to do in the first oh. episode. Oh, like, okay, so when Carl, Carl, like, beats the shit out of the puppets and throws them out the window. Yeah. And then he grabs Steve and runs to the front. And then that scene, when the, you know, the Steve Urkel, but now possessed by Stevel, when he's, like, looks down and the green lights come up and mm-hmm. he's like, where are you going or something? I don't remember what the line is, but he says something in that Steve voice. Mm-hmm. Jaleel White looked fucking great. It yeah. looked evil. I'm sure a kid could have been a little freaked out by Steve Urkel from that Being episode. Being scary. From that part right I, there. I am a fan of life-size Steve-o. Yeah. And plus them, the puppets or the dummies yelling stuff like, all we want is your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to Freddy Krueger accidentally. But yeah, but still, it's still Freddy. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so then Carl wakes up because Steve, life says steve is, you know, going to attack him and he's waking up out of bed. Ah, I can't believe I had this dream goes downstairs and he I'm tells so terrified by this dream that should not terrify an adult man. <laughs> I mean, if it felt real, if dreams, I guess, even if they're ridiculous, they feel so real and you're so worked up yeah. that you understand that when you say it out loud, that it sounds stupid. But it was so emotional, and you were so in it when it happened. You felt the real anxiety of it. Well, because, yeah, everything was happening inside of you. Ah! <laughs> okay, so he's like, I had a, a nightmare, a scary dream, whatever, and I did like this joke because, again, I thought this episode was just all around better, funnier, everything. For sure. Steve Urkel asks if if he had the nightmare again if it was the one where he had to frisk nell carter and i liked yeah, that you joke. chuckled on that one <laughs> i had to ask you what he said i didn't know what he said but that is a good joke well, it's a joke it's that, a quick throwaway joke too it's a joke that only older people who listen to this podcast will even know <laughs> what that means because <laughs> nell carter is not a name that you've heard since the 80s or 90s <laughs> like it's been a while since nell carter was i'm just gonna keep saying her name and never explain who she is other than she's an actress and you need to get your shit together now baby no so all in all i don't remember exactly how it ended other than they were just like laughing about it right uh carl apologized for making fun of steve and then basically the episode ends okay It, it wasn't like a big climactic ending the best parts were 
when Carl was asleep. Mm-hmm. By far. Yeah, it was way but better than Urkel's first dream, even. Oh, yeah. Carl's bad made it so much better. Carl had a better dream than Urkel. But we did get a little ending delight from the two, you know, smart, funny, beautifully talented ventriloquist dummies known as Carl's Bad and steve mm-hmm. Since they wanted to go to Las Vegas, we get this really, I'm going to go ahead and say it, <laughs> unneeded and stupid fucking scene at the end of uh, Carl's Bad and steve doing a live Vegas show, I guess. I don't know where oh, it's Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was in Vegas. Yeah. And they had their own show. And it was Ugh. horrible. They were stand-up comedians, which is not exactly what I expected. The jokes were horrid. The best part, though, is they like people start to heckle, and then Steve was like, "We'll meet you out in the parking lot." And Carlsbad says, "Yeah, we'll rip your heart out." Mm. <laughs> and I fucking loved it. They got away. It's their last year, so they don't care. They're like, "Yeah, right in. We'll rip your heart out." Four years ago, no, he would not have written this. But this year, it's last year. We all know this is Steve too. Just right, we'll rip your fucking heart out. <laughs> In fact, let's film one where you say, I'm going to rip your fucking heart out. Just so I can take it home and watch it uh, on my own time. And jack off. Do you like to say jack off or jerk off? I say jerk off. I like jerk off better too, but I feel like jack off fit right there. Yeah, jack off. I don't say jag off unless I'm making doing that voice. Hey, you fucking jag off. And then it always, I always go from jag off straight into sucking each other's jag ons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we did suck each other's jag ons. <laughs> All right, so we are done with the episode. We Woo! are to the part where yeah. it's time to rate this Halloween special special with how many scaredy cats we believe this deserve. Meow. So, do you know how many you get to give it, or do you want me to give it first? Please give me. I have a number in my head, but I want to make sure what I gave the original Steeple episode before I give you my number. Oh shit! Oh shit! You didn't have the numbers up. I am sorry. Oh wait, I keep. To, I don't uh, know what happened to that paper. Sideswipe you there. I don't know where that paper went. I thought it. Oh. Wait, okay, I knew it got put in here we and got it. just We're shoved good. in this notebook, but I did find it. So, Steve, we both gave a two. Okay, then I'm going to give this a seven. Ooh. This is out of ten, this right? Is, yeah, this seven is what give you... Give a seven. You're putting this on par with the Paul Lynn special. Oh, that's what I gave Paul Lynn? Yes. You said you might feel like you need to adjust things later. Give it a six, then. Ooh. This doesn't beat Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn was... Genuinely entertaining, not just in like a I like Urkel way. No, it was a classic, yeah. nice uh, variety type show. Yeah, this is just nostalgic because it's like Urkel, yay! Like this is also not a good episode. <laughs> not good. Well, so Fun. I gave I gave Stevel two as well as you, as I had said, and I gave Paul Lind Hollywood Special six. Um. <clears throat> I think that there were parts of the Poland Halloween special that were great, but I think there were also kind of a lot of dud spots. So I am personally going to give this a seven. Okay. Uh, above Poland. Stevel two is above Poland. Wow. Poland was still great. Yeah. It was still very entertaining. 
Um, but I do think that this was more entertaining. So I'm giving it, I, I'm giving seven. Seven scaredy cats. Seven scaredy cats. <laughs> um, those are seven for me. So that's it. We'll be back we with did it. we'll be back with another episode tomorrow, yes. and then we'll have our regular episode with Kent on Wednesday. It will be the Doctor Sleep episode. Brace it, yourself. It's a long one, but it is a fucking hoot. <laughs> For me, I had a great time recording it's it. It's got so. everything you expect from the Couple of Critics podcast. And two people get drunk, so it's fun. <laughs> Inappropriate, disgusting, slightly racist at points. <laughs> I mean, we're just we're just pieces of the world, man. <laughs> That's all we are. We're just... That's we're, not true. It's all jokes, baby. It's all jokes. We had a great time. It was fun. And, uh, so listen to that when it comes out and listen tomorrow to tomorrow's episode. Listen to the previous two if you haven't listened to those. And listen to our back catalog. We have over 100 episodes at this point. Yes, we keep doing it. We just keep doing it. So thanks. So we're going to go out with uh, the Do the Urkel. Just like we did on yesterday's episode. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's what you put in? Yeah, Michelle didn't know. God damn it. <laughs> Bye everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>